guys, welcome to another episode of Song Mess. My name is Richard Villegas, and today we are joined by a guest that's also not a guest, but maybe a little guesty guest. A uh, very, very special surprise for you all for our 100th episode. We're keeping it 100. Um, and what better way to keep it 100 that when uh, in Dusty, we're listening to in Dusty right now. This is featuring Buga. The track is called La Cumbia. So, you know, give a little, get, get a little guapachosos, guapachosequis, and uh, we will be right back with our very special Today we are joined by the return of the Queen Hany. If you've uh, if you've been with us for years or at least you know a little more than six months, you will recognize this voice. Can you uh, please reintroduce yourself? Hey guys, <laughs> allow me to reintroduce my ne- m- myself. Oh, I'm back. Um, who is back, by the way, for new listeners? This is Beverly Bryan. <laughs> um, the- I'm Richard Viegas, and this is Beverly Bryan. Ah! Uh, original gangsta of Song Mess, um, one of original co-host. I mean, so yeah. If you don't know, we started this. If you haven't, if you didn't go back to the beginning and listen to every single episode of Song Mess, in the um, I started this podcast with my very good friend Richard Viegas when <laughs> he lived in the United States, yeah. and now he lives in Mexico. And I don't know, we've been riding two different waves, but the love is still there. <laughs> and um, I don't know, I may be coming back more, maybe not. We don't know yet. We're figuring it out. We're figuring, We're figuring it out. Figuring things out, Te- technology, logistics, life, 
Um, and But I'm very excited to be a guest on my own podcast Yoo-hoo! today. It's the morning. So this is the morning show. Um, we're, we're actually drinking our morning coffee. Best part of waking up is song missing your cup, baby. I'm, I'm Kelly Ripa. Ah, and I'm Megan Kelly. That was a morning show, right? Yes. Well, she, that was Regis and Kelly. That was on the morning, though, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> no, Ke- well, Kelly Ripa's like this peppy, like, ball of sunshine and energy. Like, if she, just, couldn't, she exactly couldn't do like, nighttime. She couldn't do nighttime. I'm exactly like her. Yeah. Oh, totes. <laughs> do I get to be Regis? Like. <laughs> Obviously. Maybe. Um, well, this is, uh, you know, I'm, as you all know, I'm back in New York for uh, a week and I'm really trying to like get as much content done as possible. Uh, you uh, should have already listened to our episode with the Shade Parade. Shout out to them. Uh, but I wanted to save the return of the, the original queen of Song Mess. For um, our 100th episode. Honey. Um, can you believe it? Like, can you believe um, I want to believe. I can't. This is insane. It's insane that, like, after, like, what, eight months, we're back in my apartment again? Yeah. Talking into mics? Yeah. Um, it's great. And so, also, we've got amazing music because, like, I haven't seen Richard in eight months, and we are going to catch up and talk about some of the music we've been listening to. Since Richard's had the mic a lot, it's a lot of songs that I've been listening to that mm-hmm. I'm excited to share with him, starting with uh, El Dusty, which we just listened to featuring Bugat who is an amazing rapper from Montreal. Yeah. You saw... But he's, but he's Mexican, oh, yeah? Oh, he's, he's Mexican, yeah. yeah. But he lives in Montreal. He's very... There's, like, definitely, like, a, a big scene for Spanish-language music mm-hmm. in Montreal. Shout out Lilo Pimienta. Oh, no, she's in Toronto. Never mind. But, like, yeah, but he's, like... A, but, like, you know, actually, he's not even the only um, Latinx person from Canada that we've got that we're going to play today. And um, so, yeah, he featured on this uh, El Dusty song that comes off of of El Dusty's new album that came out earlier this year, Cumbia City. So um, I actually interviewed the um, impresario producer genius that is El Dusty from Corpus Christi earlier this year for a hey. story I did on Cumbia in the United States. And you saw Bugat at South by Southwest. Yes. How was that? Uh, it was phenomenal. I actually had a chance to talk to him to sort of like, you know, and, and just briefly. Um, and actually he's, he's reached out and life has has not been uh, forthcoming. <laughs> like, I've just been, like, either too busy at the time that he sent it or, or I, I just didn't see the message or da-da-da-da-da, and I feel very sorry. I feel very bad about that because I'm definitely paying attention to Bugat. I really, like, I think what he's doing is great. Like, he, it's it's very, like, uplifting hip-hop. It's not necessarily sort of like like uh, Jesus hip-hop, the way of, like, a, like a Chance the Rapper Type Thank of thing, God. But it's but it is very like party, you know, very positive, very like you know. Yeah, Bugat's part of that like um, global music dance scene yeah. that's like very socially aware and um, you know just trying to make the world a, a better, closer place on the dance floor through fun and positivity. Yeah, you know? it's just like yeah, la cumbia, you know, like el, el mezcalero feliz, like you know, those there's songs are just great. N- there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah, exactly. And um, El Dusty brings pretty good vibes. You know, he's all about representing Corpus Christi and yeah. um, really sort of starting a scene there. Anything for Salinas. You know, exactly. So, like, he rides for that and also totally solid dude. And, um, yeah, check out the album. He's got tracks with Cut Chemist, all kinds of shit. Wow, awesome. So, well, and so uh, this episode is called The Catch-Up. 
um, because we're putting ketchup on everything, uh, but also we're catching up. Just like they do with pizza in Mexico City. <laughs> kind of, yeah. Um, and um, we are, uh, these. the songs are from 2018, uh, all songs on the playlist. They're not necessarily new per se, but you know, they're probably, the oldest is going to be about six months old. Um, the entire playlist has been curated by Miss Beverly Bryan. Um, and yeah, it's just kind of to get a glimpse into what Miss Thang has been listening to throughout 2018. Um, and up next, we have a song by Janet Jackson and Daddy Yankee, which was like an incredible crossover moment. And I'm, I'm really excited that you brought this in, Bev. It's called Made For Now. Let's listen to it. Janet Jackson, I'm coming. If you live it for the moment, don't stop.
tienes algo bueno que ofrecerme Ok, ok Ok, ok, ok Ok, ok, ok ¿Crees que podría sorprenderme? Ok, ok Ok, ok, ok Ok, ok, ok Ok, ok, ok Ok, ok Yo puedo ofrecerte lo que quisieras Pero tú me dices cómo lo hacemos a tu manera Baby, sabes que de todas yo soy la que más te espera Así que trátame como a ninguna que no soy cualquiera Hoy me voy de viaje, voy a perderme Pero sin compromiso puedes verme yo no espero que puedas quererme No soy tuya, pero que ahí puedes tenerme Cierra los ojos y vámonos de viaje juntos Olvídate de las reglas que no importan a este punto Viajemos sin rumbo hasta un lugar profundo Donde tu cuerpo y el mío bailan fuera de este mundo Si vienes conmigo voy a sorprenderte Eso lo entenderás tan solo al besarme Después de este viaje no vuelvo a verte Será un placer para mí poder recordarte Si vienes conmigo voy a sorprenderte Eso lo entenderás tan solo al besarme Después de este viaje no vuelvo a verte Será un placer para mí poder recordarte Ok, 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 ok Tienes algo bueno que ofrecerme Ok, ok Ok, 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 ok ¿Crees que podría sorprenderme? Ok, ok Ok, 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 ok Vamos a Galápagos Si llegamos rápido formamos un relámpago Pipi, tú me dices ok Y yo entiendo de ley Que quieres empezar a curtirte Y es verdad que se me echó difícil Pero hay gente y no hay girl You're missing your lips Es solo un momento with me Tengo un buen lugar para ti Si no tengo compromiso ni emociones Y tengo unos meses libres de vacaciones Ven conmigo un rato a vivir fuertes sensaciones No vas a olvidarte de lo que aquí te mencioné Vente y acepta el trato conmigo Vamos a hacerlo lo perdido Mira ma, apaga el celular Que si él vuelva a llamar Te dices que estás con tu amigo So the second track we just heard there is by an artist called Neblina. The track is called OK, and it's featuring Micro TDH. But before we talk about Neblina, I want to go back to this Janet and Daddy Yankee moment. Um, the video is like amazing and colorful. And again, it's just like this beautiful sort of like crossover between like mainstream US pop and like mainstream Latin pop. Um, I mean, it's reggaeton, but I mean, that is the new pop music, at least in Latin America, for sure. So uh, tell us a little bit about why you brought this track in, and then we'll talk about Neblina after. Well, this was the year of like enormous um, Latin pop, mainstream American crossovers. Yeah, totally. And this was one of my favorites. They were not all like Richard was saying previously that some of them were a little ridiculous and some of them do seem a little contrived. Yeah, totally. Um, but this one I just was so here for because, yeah. you know, you can't not love Janet Jackson and... The video was this beautiful celebration of like African 
and just generally like black culture across America and the Americas. And, you know, it was, there was like, there was dance and style and, uh, there's so many music videos that I, I feel like these days like express so much, like even more than the song. And yeah. this was just epic and you have to see it. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. And I mean, and it's, and again, it's a great pop track and like, again, it's really fucking crazy. How like that, uh, I, uh, you hadn't heard that song with like Will Smith, Bad Bunny and Mark Anthony and like, no, that one I did not. Something I like that, that feels so crazy contrived to me, but it's so fun. It's my favorite one of all these major crossovers just because it's so ridiculous. He's like, Hey, yo, it's me. It's the Prince. Like, it's like, what? Excuse me? Huh? I think that's, it's so funny. There was precedent for that. Remember he yeah. did a, he did a track with, um, he, well, he was on a remix for a track... By Bomba Stereo. By Bomba Stereo, yeah. yeah. So that was... Which I think that was pretty dope. Yeah, was it was No, I mean, it's really cool. And it's really... And, and uh, again, it's con- honestly a testament that, like, you know, uh, mainstream Latin artists are being seen by gringos, like, in a way, you know? I mean, um, there's probably a certain amount of... Of the label setting it up? <laughs> yeah, and, like, you know... Um, what would the word be? Um, calculation. Sure, sure. <laughs> Market analysis. <laughs> yeah, of course. In that. But you know what? There's also just people are open and like people in the music industry are creative people. Um, they're not always looking on the margin. Like, yeah. um, I'm not sure if I should say. No, I sh- it's fine to say. I um, I interviewed Cablito and one of the things she said when that was like not part of the interview was she knows um, a woman who was sort of like part of the whole thing with um, Justin Bieber and the whole Despacito thing. Oh, wow. And um, if I recall correctly, what she told me was um, this woman came back from a vacation to Cuba and like all she'd been hearing was reggaeton on the streets because of course, and you know, she was just hyped on it. And like, so people, people travel, people have their ears open, you know? So it's, it's not all like, just like accountants and pencil pushers (laughs) and focus groups, you know, there's... It's a little, it's a mixture of both when you're talking about the super mainstream music industry. Awesome. Yeah. And we're, ab- and we're going to actually pay, play Cablito in a little bit. But before we do that, I want to talk about the Neblina track that you brought in because I'd never heard of Neblina. And I think yesterday we were talking about them and, uh, well, Neblina is, is, is she, yeah? Yeah. She's a rapper yeah. from Venezuela, mm-hmm. originally from uh, Maracaibo. Oh, cool. Uh-huh. And um, she's very socially conscious. But this track is like more of just a party track, yeah. and she's on there with like another Venezuelan artist, Micro well, TDH. Yeah, well, he's featured, so yeah. So, and um, I don't know. I'm I'm interested in hearing more of her music after hearing this track. It was cool. I mean, like it it, it seemed. Um, I mean, it had like a fuck ton of plays. I think, but it 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 isn't. It, there was something about it that it felt a little bit more alternative or maybe a little more indie. Like, I, I, I can't quite put my, my finger on it. Like, it is obviously, like, pretty mainstream reggaeton, mm-hmm. but it, the sound of it felt a little bit more, um, uh, what's, what's the word, like, organic, I guess. Yeah, it's more forward-thinking, which yeah. is cool. Yeah, yeah, I, I really dug it. it I, I look style. forward to, to hearing more from Neblina, for sure. Um, so, as you mentioned before, uh, you interviewed Cablito, 
Um, and I'm really excited because we're about to play two artists uh, that are doing R&B right now. And I feel like R&B is, is, is having this huge moment in Latin America. Like obviously like Jesse Wise and Girl Ultra have both exploded. Um, I mean, Jesse Bias assigned to fucking Universal. Like, that's nuts. Um, and Girl Ultra is not quite there yet, but she's, like, touring, like, the U.S., uh, I think, either in, like, later this year or at the beginning of 2019. So, like, that's amazing. Um, but Cablito is a little bit more on the come up, and I believe she's Ecuadorian, yeah? Yes. Um, she lives in L.A. right now. Okay. She's also lived in New York City. Um, she moved to the United States from Ecuador when she was like 13 and she lived in Minnesota. Okay. Uh-huh. And, um, yeah, she was in another band before, but this is her solo project. And what was the band? Do you remember the name? I don't remember the name, okay. but they were an indie band and now she's gone full pop, poptimist. And, um, so it's like... It's, and her EP is just like pure shimmery rose gold to me. Yeah. It's like, uh, it's called Telenovela and it's full of like these very dramatic love songs. And um, one thing she told me that I thought was the most interesting thing about our interview was how like she chose the theme Telenovela so she could express these emotions that were over the top that were like not her, but also... <laughs> These, but also like we all have over the top emotions. So it's like pop music and, um, you know, dramas and things like that. They, they're ridiculous and over the top, but they also allow us to like tell the truth or even just feel the truth. Yeah. And so there's a lot of truth in this glittery, in this glittery pop EP. Yeah. She just put out, she just played in Mexico city and I really, really wanted to go see her because, uh, we actually had one of our songs, uh, in our, uh, weekly playlist called bops. If you're not following yet, make sure to follow it. I'm including it in the show notes for every single one. And I'm also putting it in, in all our social media every, every week. But, uh, today we're going to listen to Puto Colchon. Um, and is there any particular reason? Well, I know that this was like a lead single from it, wasn't it? From the EP? Uh, yes. And it's also one of the songs that just like, I feel like this is the bop. Mm. Um, that's, that's basically it. Hot. You All know, right. it's about a song where like, you've been in a relationship for a long time and you're like, you know, I want, I want more than just this, this comfort. At one point she sings like, um, basically give me danger, give me passion. Oh, okay. Uh-huh. Um, so it's like, it's very relatable. Gotcha. The whole um, EP tells like the story of like a relationship. And so there's that, which also shout out to Empress. Of, I was about to say also tells the story of a relationship, but this one like in like brilliant, searing, minute, insightful detail, Yeah. but also like super like glowy, fun, brilliant, shiny pop. So really like amazing. We're not playing Empress of because Richard's already played it and yeah. we're trying to cover some new ground here. But that's another thing that I was like all about this year. Awesome. Well, we're going to listen to Cablito now. The song is Puto Colchon from the uh, EP Telenovela. Uh, and we'll be right back with more, uh, well, catching up. <laughs> razones para quedarme junto a ti cada día me pregunto qué es lo que hago aquí cuando dices que me extrañas son palabras nada 
puto colchón
donde quisiera correr No pisar tus piedras, no chocar con nada Que no haya ninguna pared Y al fin y al cabo yo me lo quité Delante de todos y de ti también Porque al mar se va sin más, sin más Siempre que vengo a esta ciudad me da más De lo que he visto jamás con lugar Que me ha enseñado a amar sin más, sin más And the second song that we just heard there is uh, was Siempre by Noah Sainz. Again, another young, bright star in the sort of R&B, Latin American R&B landscape. Um, I, I believe she also dropped an EP this year, didn't she? Um, I'm only aware of her two singles, okay. FYT and Siempre. So that might be true. But Siempre is her latest one that came out mm, over the summer. Yeah, because in Mexico City, um, she had a show... Uh, somewhere in La Roma, I think about Oriente. And I, I think it was like launching her EP or something. I'm not 100% sure about that because, um, you know, I, I've only just become aware of her. Thanks to Trillones, actually, who brought it in during his, uh, brought her, one of her tracks during his interview. Um, but so yeah. She's pretty new. Yeah. Definitely one to watch out for. Absolutely. Um, I super dig that song because it sounds very classic, but also very fresh. And that's kind of my thing. 
So there That's you great. are. Yeah, I mean, and she's beautiful, and she's very, like, again, she's very, like, on trend with sort of, like, this clean face, sort of, like, minimal outfits, like, you know. But, like, very grown up. Yeah, totally, totally. I'm very into it. Um, well, up next we have uh, a band that I know you're a big fan of, and I, I actually am as well, um, and it's the Guadalupes. The Guadalupes! And it's cool because, like, they're not a traditional sort of hip-hop outfit because they're, like, a proper band. Like, there's mm-hmm. instruments, there's singers, there's rappers. Uh, I've just found out recently that Dino El Pinguino was like, you know, the rapper at the Guadalupe's. I was like, excuse me? I had no fucking idea. Um, and I met Fermin, who was also part of the Guadalupe's like last week. Uh, I believe he's a sort of like the singer or maybe, yeah, I believe he's the singer. Um, and really nice, cool dude. And I was just like, wait, that's a Guadalupe? What the fuck? Where am I? Yeah. Um, you know, so for anyone who's not familiar, there are these really great sort of like avant hip hop experimental weirdos from Mexico City. And And so brilliant. I love their shit so much. So, um, they put out an EP earlier this year called La Viuda. Okay. Um, but uh, the song we're about to listen to, Dos Heridos, featuring Marcole, mm-hmm. is a, uh, or Dos Heridos, yeah. I'm terrible. I wasn't about to correct you. Sorry, guys. <laughs> but, you know, those of you who know me know my pronunciation is not the best at all times, even though I know how to say things. Comprehension is high. Pronunciation is in development. It falls off sometimes. It's fine. Um, but yeah, so Dos Heridas is a single that I really like. And uh, yeah, the EP came out earlier this year. And um, But I, I dig the single. And it's featuring Marcol. Uh, do we know who this is? I've, I've never heard of Marcol. No? Okay, it's fine. It's whatever. I mean, there's so many like young, like up and coming, like hip hop artists in Mexico right now. Like, it's just it's really cool to just see collabs and platforms and stuff. Again, like I didn't realize Guadalupe was a super group, you know? Because like, I mean, basically, I've known Tino El Pinguino. I've I've known about him for years. Like, I saw him at Normal first in Monterrey. So this is over like three, four years ago. Um, and I actually saw him again in Mexico City uh, earlier this year uh, after um, uh, Princess Nokia canceled her show last minute and and t- all of mexico is very like fuck you princess nokia these days because wow. yeah well because th- this was like um when she canceled it and like you know i'm going on a spiritual journey because i need to like help puerto rico and this that the other but she didn't cancel any of her other gigs that she had that week and no, it was princess nokia she just protects her energy blah, she's very blah. hard to get an interview with um, all kinds of things, but like I respect it. She's protecting her energy. She's here for the long haul. It's bullshit because I know people on the inside at Indie Rocks who were actually bringing her down, mm-hmm. and she basically just wanted her whole entire crew to be flown down. And it was like, girl, all you need is your DJ and maybe your manager. Um, so like, no, she was. Oh, she, her entire crew is in like her friends. Yeah, she was trying to use like the this sort of like festival week as like their her travel agency, and like that's why she canceled and she tried to mask it by being because she like had a show in Chicago like two days later that she didn't cancel she had shows in LA she was like I just need some time off from Mexico so Mexico is very very uh so that's some hot tea eh, not really it was pretty open at the time because like indie indie rocks sort of like published a bunch of shit like was like here are the receipts Annie um yeah so like everybody in Mexico is like nah she was just trying to use us so I, I don't I don't I've never really fucked with her because she's very much part of this sort of like self-righteous high and mighty sort of discourse that is very popular in 2018 you know, if again, if tw- if if Twitter were a lyricist, it'd be Princess Nokia. That's how I feel about her, even though I know this is going to be extremely unpopular and I'm probably going to get dragged. So 
I don't know why I just ranted about Princess Nokia. <laughs> um, but I was like surprised. I was like, we were at the concert and like we loved it. Um, Both of us. Well, I loved that she like that her ponytail, like her weave, fell out, and then <laughs> and then she and then she grabbed it and threw it into the crowd and kept doing it. I was like, that's not. I, I don't. I even can rem- fuck with. That. I don't even remember that. Yeah. Oh, I still have the video. No, something happened with her hair, but it, she didn't throw it in the crowd. I, it, uh, maybe she didn't throw it in the crowd, but she like it fell off and like it literally fell off her head. Yeah, and it was during and the she, song like, that was like about like don't talk about my hair, something like that. And she like grabbed it and was like it was in the, like, it, the, it was during the it's mine I bought it song. It's it's possible that she didn't throw it in. I don't know. I haven't I haven't heard anything since Metallic Butterfly because like again I stopped fucking with her. Um, I was I was at anyway. The, I was urban at that legends about Princess there. Nokia aside, let's uh, uh, let's receiving. listen to some music. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, so uh, we're gonna listen to the Guadalupe. Sorry, Guadalupe, for cutting in. On your time with uh, some shady bullshit, but um, we're gonna listen to Dos Heridas. This is featuring Marcol, and we'll be right back with more uh, situations in shade and cheese man. Mientras sales aquí, me hago firme, luego se hace tarde. El ojo izquierdo, la luz de aquel espejo, llegar al esqueleto, callar y contemplar el tiempo, adicto a la distancia, crucificando el vuelo, mi lado más amable, se vuelve solo un sueño. Si pudo ser más atento, no sé si eso tal vez si puliste la empatente. Ey, si me has visto 
gordo en cada evento Si me piso como echándome de un parapente, ¿no? Ey, no lo digo ni de mala leche Mis amigos son los más arrechos Bienvenida a mis demás derechos Hay abunda y eco Está lindo y acodado Pero muy mal hecho Dejo el rito acomodado Tipo tumba de hecho Tengo un chingo de ganas claro Pero nunca lo he hecho Ey, porfa no lo tomes tan a pecho Tonto, ya no mires tanto el techo Ey, yo domino como nada más esto No estás viendo como maman esto Vivo igual a secas Más que estar molesto Sabultar me dejas cada que amanezco No me mido, solo vine a cometer Entre comillas convencido que se será el jalen Mi familia fue lo mismo Me he movido por la orilla Los motivos son incidentales ¿Qué te digo? Ni me digas que me tiro a la malilla preferido salir y intentarle Me he perdido por la vida Me he tenido de rodillas Pero al final siempre pinche sale Tengo límite en la mira Por el mínimo de lira Que se filtran como minerales Cometidos divididos Que estiran como millas La mentira suele herir Igual era desparpajado Y fugas por algo Habrá dejado jugar con tantidad Pelear tu lugar Te vas a acordar de cuánto lo vale Que esta es vista Es como esperar de pronto Aquel paisaje Cambia el cielo
Okay, so Richard actually introduced me to Grenda, but I've been keeping up with him. Yeah. And he released, and so that, that what you just heard there was Grenda, and the song is called Dance With Me. And we were just talking about how um, Richard has never heard Grenda sing before. Yeah. But um, his new material, and this is from the Different Reasons album from this year, uh, features some vocals. And they're actually a little bit like um, Avant R&B. Okay, I definitely hear that. Uh-huh. And um, so it's, you know, it's it's interesting. And, um, you know, we were just talking about his evolution. Uh, Richard is, I don't know, his feelings about Grenda have maybe changed no since? i mean well like because I, I i i there was definitely a lot of buzz around him like for example like when we saw him at south by that that same year i saw him at normal um and like a lot of people were very excited about him because like he was 16 playing like south by southwest and and festival normal it was like what mm-hmm. um and like i know a lot of like production people in mexico who were very hyped on him i don't listen to this kind of music mm-hmm. it's a little too slow it's a little too chill for me i'm genuinely like kind of bored um but like you know, a lot of talented producers that I respect were very like, no, he's like, he's extremely talented. I think also like the hype around him has definitely cooled down. It's interesting to hear him sing. I had no idea he was singing. Um, again, I was never like huge on him, but I, he, I definitely had him like sort of like bookmarked. I was like, mm, let's keep an eye on this one. I, but it's really not my gem, honestly. Fair enough. Um, well, speaking of hyped artists, Ooh, we yeah. have... Um, <laughs> We're going to play Kuko for, I think, surprisingly, only the second time on the show. That's true. I mean, I'm also like, it's it's interesting because like, this is why I love having you on the show because like, this is very much a counterpoint to a lot of the things that I listen to. Like, honestly, like from the playlist that we have today, I probably only would have played like two or three of the songs. Like the, these are not the songs that I would usually play. Like, again, like a lot of them are down tempo. Kuko is really not my jam just because like, I find them a little, I, I find them much more talented than his output. Um, and, but yet again, you are the one who hipped me to him. It, and it's it, again, like I loved that one song. I, maybe it was because it had a gimmick, the, the, you know, the, um, lo que siento because it's bilingual, because it's like very like, um, I feel like very, uh, descriptive of the time of like that sort of like bilingual middle ground that like not only just Chicanos, but also like just a lot of like Latinx people in the U S you know, experience and these because days. he's super adorable. Uh, not really. And then he blew the fuck up. And, that, and that's all. And that's great. Like, I mean, he is crazy talented having seen him, seen him live. Like when he was touring with uh, Lido Pimienta and, and El Lado Negro, I was like, oh, wow, he's crazy talented. He can shred. He can, like, you know, play, like, keys really well, uh, fucking horns. Um, but, yeah. It, well, it, maybe he's been dealing with, like, the experience of blowing up while you're in your teens. Oh, and, definitely. Like, he'll, like, settle down and... Um, you know, create some magnum opus. He hasn't even put out like a full, full album, has he? Um, he's put out two. <laughs> okay, but but they're like EPs. Not sit. No, they're like 12, 13 track albums. Like the, the thing is that those were released before he blew up. Okay, well, um, yeah. forget that. Um, but anyway, um, well, here's the thing. We're gonna play Melting, which he which just dropped. Yeah. Here, um, and as at the time of our recording. And it's, uh, I like it because it's, it's very warm and atmospheric and it, it feels melty to me. Yeah. Um, but it's also really, um, one reason I want to play it is to 
acknowledge and send some love out to Kuko because something really horrible happened. Some of you listening, his fans probably know, um, he was in a tour van, in his tour van with all of his, with his whole band heading to Nashville and they were hit by, um, a tractor trailer and he needed surgery. His whole band had, everyone in the van had to be hospitalized, um, and apparently it was really, really bad. Um, he's been apparently in a lot of pain. and No one died, which was, you know, which is such an incredible blessing because a tractor trailer is not something to joke about, you know? Apparently it could have been a lot worse. Mm. Um, but, you know, for this, this kid who, like, means so much to so many people and... For that, to, and he just seems like such a good kid. Uh, it just seems like so awful to think about this happening. Mm. Um, you know, so just as a member of the music community, uh, you know, we're we're sending warm thoughts to Kuko. Absolutely, sending positivity your way, sir. And also, uh, this song is kind of a jam. Cute. So uh, we're gonna listen to "Melting" by Kuko, and we'll be right back with more uh, catching up.
Y si te llamé al anochecer En un estado loco y demencial Fue un momento de fragilidad Y si te nombré yo sin querer Besando labios y otras voces And the second track we just heard there uh, was Debilidad. This is by Centaurus, a, a, one of like the biggest names in Mexico City right now. Um, so tell me about this track, Bev. Why, why, why are we listening to it today? Well, um, this is one of the solid, solid jams on their album, which came out this year, mm. um, titled Somos Uno. 
And um, I just am really into this particular uh, sound that they went for where, you know, it's electronic, but they're also bringing in like a lot of nostalgic sounds, like sampling salsa and things like that. And um, just really like exploring um, the emotions that they have attached to a lot of like older Mexican music and updating it. And like a lot of people have that ethos, but I, this album is just very solid. And I think that they uh, came at it with like a lot of attention to detail and passion at the same time. Yeah. And everybody should listen to it. It's definitely one of my albums of the year, like oh, up wow. there with um, Empress of's album. Cool. For sure. Well, I'm, you know, Centaurus is one of those bands that continues to elude me. Like I, I was mentioning off mic before that, like uh, Carolina Camacho, uh, brought her brought brought a song by Centaurus into her episode, and uh, you know they played a free show. Well, they were going to play a free show in Mexico City on the anniversary of the earthquake, um, and uh, like the one from last year. And uh, it it there was a major downpour, like literally like an hour before, and they just like by the time we got there, they were disassembling like the stage. Oh man, um, I would love to get to see them. Yeah, I, I know that they like have been playing in Chicago quite a bit. Mm. Um, so like you know, I wouldn't be surprised if they played like a Ruido Fest or something like that. One or of, New uh, York City. I have uh, to keep my eyes open. Probably during LAMC. Wait, I oh I got to hang out with them once when in, they came in New York City. Yeah, when they came to LAMC. Oh, um, yeah, I was. Uh, it was a show where like Maria it was a showcase where Maria Jose played. And so Tony Gallardo like brought brought me and like Debit and somebody else backstage. And like we were just hanging out, like drinking all the free beers and like ah. and like we were just hanging hanging out with Centaurus. Um and I was like, who? <laughs> and like Buscabulla, like were like the headliners, and I was like, who? You know, but I I was like, I'm with Tony Gallardo. That That's must cool. have been a long time ago. That was yeah, that was like Four years ago, something like yeah, that. Yeah, and like since then, uh, Centaurus have been making some moves. They've been written up in the New York Times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, actually, no, they were written up in the New York Times a long time ago. But anyway, they're getting they're they've getting been more, out here. Yeah, they've been getting more and more buzz. I know that they played uh, Vive Latino a few years ago, and like they played the main stage, like early, early slot. But they still had like a fuck ton of people. Like they're very, very well loved in Mexico City for yeah, sure. These guys are big. Know who they are? They're like the heroes of. Uh, Mexico City indie music on a, on a certain level. Yeah, for sure. So, cool. yeah. Yeah. Well, we're about to move on to like a section. Of, I mean, we're nearing the end of the episode, actually. But we're, we're uh, going to listen to a few songs that uh, by people that I've never actually heard of. We're crossing back over the border. Yeah. Um, Tony Molina is a rock and roll, punk rock, garage rocker from the Bay Area. And um, he released another one of my favorite albums this year, Kill the Lights. Okay. Which is actually more like a psych folk pop kind of a thing with like very 60s flavors. But the thing I love about it is like, you know, we know who Tony Molina is. And so these songs are like these sad songs that come from the heart of like a punk kid. And uh, this one's very short. It's called Wrong Town, but I'm just like so in love with it. Cool. All right. Well, we're going to listen to that now. Again, My song the, of the summer. This is uh, Tony Molina. The song is Wrong Town, and we'll be right back. I think I live in the wrong town. All my friends have let me down. There's no hope to be found 
song that we just heard there uh it was by lindy ortega ortega I, you know i don't know why i'm like lindy ortega um because he's hanging out with me and i'm an american <laughs> with my 
awful American pronunciations. Yeah, I think like doing it in English sometimes like it just becomes like second danger to be like Ortega. Um, but uh, this was a cover of Violeta Parra's uh, classic Gracias a la Vida. Um, before we go into that, I just wanted to like, you know, go back to Tony Molina for a second. Like I really dug that. I'm, you know, again, I'm not a big singer songwriter kind of guy, but like there's something about this really reminded me of like Simon and Garfunkel, you know, a bit of like Nueva Cancion, you know, just like, I really, really dig that. And I, I actually, like after this, I'll probably listen to Sasan and, and Garfunkel, t- TBH, but um, like that was really, really yeah, great. Yeah, no, he really captured like that 60s sound. Yeah, totally. And, but it's also very, made it sound like very fresh. And now like to, to me, it was like the perfect album for curling up and being sad in the summer of 2018, I could which, see that. which I did. <laughs> um, you know, it's perfect for like staying in on a rainy day in summer though. Yeah. And like just not going outside and staying in the dark as far as I'm concerned. Well, what can- oh, and it's on Slumberland Records, so mm-hmm. check it out, everybody. Well, what can you tell us about Lindy Ortega? I've never heard of, of Lindy before. Okay, so I got into Lindy Ortega um, like last year because um, Shamir had listed her as an influence, and I was writing a thing about Shamir, okay. and uh, I think he covered her at one point because Shamir actually started as a country singer. Really? In Las Vegas. Gag. Interesting person, Shamir. Um, and Oh, yeah, because you interviewed him, like, uh, maybe last year, was yes, it? Yes, for German Public Radio. Okay. Because my life is interesting like that. <laughs> and um, so, yeah, so I checked out Lindy Ortega, and I was like, damn, she is great. And um, then she released this album, Liberty, uh, this year, and I saw her this year, and... Um, she was fantastic. She has this like, um, wonderful Dolly Parton-esque, um, but slightly goth thing going on. Okay. And, but indie, and I just, I love her. She's an incredible voice and she like always wears these iconic red cowboy boots and she's just everything. And then, um, at the end of the show, almost at the end, she sang, Gracias a la vida. And I was like, whoa. <laughs> and um, this is one of the first times that she's been, um, she's sung in Spanish, I think maybe the first time. And, you know, embracing her Mexican heritage. Sure. Uh, she's Canadian, um, but she lived in Nashville for a while. And she has a very interesting song about that, I think called Tin Star or Tin Stars. Um, and yeah, so it was just like a very beautiful moment that I won't soon forget. And, uh, so that's one reason I wanted to play that because Lindy Ortega is one of the people I got, um, very excited about this year. That's awesome. Well, we are nearing the end of the show here. And before we even talk about our final song, I just, uh, you know, there's a couple of news items I just want to run through real quick. Uh, again, a reminder that, uh, our, well, uh, we're going to change our episode schedule. Uh, I want to start releasing episodes on Tuesdays since our Bops playlist is being updated every Friday. And so that way I want, I don't want everything to be bundled up all, all like in like one, you know, interval of 24 hours. I want you guys to have like, you know, time to listen and digest and analyze and comment and share with us and blah, 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 blah. So, you know, make sure that obviously that you are communicating with us. Like we love, love it, love it, love it. When you guys engage, uh, again, we are on, on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, all at Songmess. You can always email us directly at songmessmusic at gmail.com. And hey, Bev, where can people listen to this fabulous little show? Oh, we are on Stitcher, Google Play, iTunes, 
Um, where else, man? Uh, SoundCloud, Apple Podcast. Oh, well, iTunes, Apple Podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and also, you know, like uh, a reminder that if you want to support us financially, we have a little online store at Songmess dot threadless.com and we have uh, sweatshirts um, you know t-shirts hoodies books you know um, like bags help or, us pay for that hosting help us sell out we want to be the daddy yankee of podcasts um you know um, actually that's 100 percent true now bev you haven't we have bills to pay <laughs> uh bev you haven't been on the show uh again most of 2018 uh is there anything that you want to catch us up with any uh albums that you want to like hype up i obviously you've continued oh, yeah. to be productive oh yeah i forgot um well, there's a few things that we're not playing mm-hmm. on the show that I was into, but like we both are in agreement on, um, you know, Tomasa del Real, yeah. um, Rosalia at the time of this, uh, she was the, she's been my revelation yeah. of this year. Oh my God. But of course she's everyone else's revelation too. So I've not gotten to interview her like I wanted to or, um, and her album dropped today at the time of recording. Yeah. So, but we're, I'm over the moon about her singles and we're super excited to sit down and, uh, have a listening party for Rosalia. Yeah. And, um, and you know what? I actually, my big news, I guess this year was I broke into uh, rolling stone. I got awesome. to interview Alex on Wanter. Your, your fave. We'll hold for applause. Okay. Um, uh, yeah, that's very much a question mark still. Um, you know, I, I kind of ranted a little bit in Spanish about, uh, the album, but essentially I'm not a fan. I find it extremely sort of like moral, intellectual high horse that he's kind of talking down to his audience instead of just like doing what he does, which is usually sort of unmasking societal problems. He is more like, it, it basically Latinoamericana sounds like if if Twitter had a soundtrack for 2018, it would be Latinoamericana. Um, um, so we actually, we both interviewed him. Mm-hmm. You can read Richard's, um, so we both heard a side of uh, Anwanter's story about this. Uh, you can read mine on Rolling Stone, and you can read Richard's on Remes Club. Where he sounds like a psychopath. <gasps> he does. Okay, And okay. those are his own words, to be honest. Like, everything that's on there, it's... I didn't... All I, I didn't even cut and paste that much, honestly. Um, and... Um, so uh, we have one final song, um, and it's by a band called The Mexican Standoff. And it's very interesting because it's a corrido. Uh, and I love how we, sometimes, we often end on like a, kind of like a weird, unusual note. Um, the end is for the wild card. We used to Indeed. end it, we, there was a period where we were ending it on like a song that we were really sad about because someone had passed away. Well, and in a way, that, yeah, and in a way, this is kind of going to be a sad song because of the, the, the subject matter, because it, it's called El Corrido de Benjamin Rodriguez. And some of you might remember a news story from like a few months back about like an elotero being sort of like accosted and assaulted uh, by some random white guy that actually turned out to be Argentine, uh, unfortunately, and ironically in a little bit. Um, and... You know, it kind of, this is basically sort of a, a capsule moment about everything that's going on in the U.S. Uh, I was going to say as of late, but really over the last kind of like couple of years. Um, and now, Bev, I've been out of the country most of 2018. And I, I wanted to see uh, if you could comment on like what your experience has been living here still over 2018. Oh, God. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Um, well, you know, we're all quickly losing our faith in humanity. Yeah. 
Um, I it's like I can't even remember all of the horrific things that have happened this year. Please don't try. <laughs> um, well, I mean, you know, like the the hate is real, and lots of people for lots of people this has not been disillusioning. Yeah. Um, but for some of us, it's still hard for us to get our brains around because that's just not the way we think. And um, it's ugly and in some ways it's confusing. But also, you know, as an American, I'm, I'm part of this and I'm responsible. And I've just been... I've had a lot of things going on this year, but I'm also still trying to figure out, like, what I can do. Um, I'm very much team abolish ICE. Yeah. Um, and, you know, it's an absolute disaster that, um, you know, these, these children, um, have been separated from their parents at the border. They want to start doing it again, even though everyone hated that they did that. It's completely irresponsible. They don't have, um, they still don't have a plan to like reunite all of the kids with their parents. They're doing this on purpose to be a a deterrent, which is just, it's just terrorism, you know, and, you know, on top of that, like now, like Christian organizations are like, you know, possibly with good intentions, possibly with fucked up intentions, like quietly adopting these children and then like trying not to give them back to the parents when the parents are found. And that is so like, you know, and then, you know, there, so it's like there, there are attacks on women, there are attacks on trans people. There are, it's, it's a freaking nightmare. And then, um, I think like the last straw in my motivation for 2018, like was pulled out from under me when, um, a synagogue in, uh, Pittsburgh recently was shut up and, you know, a I think the final death count was 11 and, you know, I'm Jewish and that's a lot of like, you know, the elders in our community who have, and like, we came here to escape that. So it's just devastating. It was particularly jarring to read that there was a Holocaust survivor who like was basically killed in a hate, in a Jewish related hate crime. It was just like, really? So it just like that, that is all of these things are a gut punch, but you know, um, as American Jew, that that's one of those ones that knocks the wind out of you. So, uh, it's been rough. Maybe we'll record another episode and I'll have cheered up, but, (laughs) uh, vote. Yeah. I mean, everybody vote. This episode will be out on November 6th and I'll, and I'll make sure it's released at midnight. So if you're listening to this on November 6th, make sure you're going out to vote. It is your civil right and, uh, less of a compelling duty, but you know, like you really should participate. If you can vote, if you you have that privilege, do it for everyone in the United States who can't, they are trying to get people off the rolls. If voting didn't matter, the Republicans wouldn't be trying to disenfranchise everybody. And you know what? I think that just like really shows their true colors because, you know, um, sure, the Democrats are terrible. Barack Obama did things that were reprehensible too. But the Republican Party is a party that can't win unless they spread lies, unless they disenfranchise people. Like that just shows like how their platform doesn't hold up 
um, under anything because, you know, they are like their their platform is has become one almost exclusively of hate. They claim to stand for other things, but they don't. Indeed. Yeah, I mean, and if you've all noticed that I haven't, I've kind of steered away from politics, uh, you know, throughout the year, um, you know, that Beverly, that Beverly hasn't been like on the show. Um, it definitely is because like, A, I don't live here anymore. And I really like, that was one of the driving factors for me leaving. It was just, I am tired of living in, you know, the 24 hour like atmosphere of like despair. Um, and you know, honestly, everybody else is addressing these things and it's not that I don't care about them is that honestly, like you also, we also need a respite. And so if Songmas can be a little sort of like safe haven of peace that like sort of takes your mind off, like all these horrible things that are happening, um, and just kind of like inspires you through like, you know, highlighting all the incredible work that independent artists are doing, not just in the U S but across and not even Latin, just Latin America, like in Europe and Asia, like just Latinx artists are out here. Uh, doing incredible things. Again, I try to encourage, you know, supporting your local community, supporting independent artists, like, you know, everybody, like we, we a long time for a long time joked about there being no scene. And in my travels, I've noticed there are scenes, you just have to like show up for them. You know, like there are local bands and like, yeah, like if you're just supporting your local lame sort of rock band, eventually someone who has something maybe that's more interesting or maybe that you connect to will emerge like, you know, so you just have to be present. That's what I tell everybody. So, and um, you know, just another word about voting. Please, like, look, it doesn't. It isn't the best way to create change. The people who say that are right, and our system is so fucked that uh, filling out a ballot isn't going to solve that. And right. I think that's really clear um, from this year. That, um, however, you know, a lot of people online, a lot of people who are much more involved in organizing than me have said things to the effect that, um, look, we've already seen how much um, voting or not voting or like who is in office and who controls um, who goes on the Supreme Court and who controls um, Congress and the Senate uh, really determines uh, the conditions under which we are organizing and fighting and trying to survive. So it's, I've heard it described as harm reduction. Yeah. And you know what? And that's I, really what it is. I honestly. accept that. Look, you know, I identify as an anarchist and I'm going to vote. So. Yeah. I mean, un- until like gerrymandering is, is like restricted and fucking, uh, the electoral college is abolished. Like there won't re- really be democracy here. You know, but still young people get out there and vote because it scares the old Republicans. Indeed. And like, honestly, like that's, this is this sort of disenchantment is what, you know, the people that are looking to, um, sort of like restrict or, um, what do you call like, um, whatever restrict voting. This is what they're looking for. They, they, they just don't want us participating. And again, honestly, like if you don't participate, you kind of just have to follow along and if you're unhappy the best way to like to to undo that is participating so uh we're gonna wrap up with this song again by the mexican standoff i know that i already gave a, a slight intro to it do you have anything to add to to uh el corrido de benjamin rodriguez so um the mexican standoff is they call themselves a um alternative ranchera band um Ha, huh, I kind of do that. Right. No, um, Ranchero Alternative, oh, okay. they say. Uh-huh. And um, so they're from Los Angeles. They sing in English and Spanish. 
Um, they're pretty fun. Um, I love a good topical song about the issues of the day. Um, the story of Benjamin, uh, Benjamin Rodriguez, Rodriguez yeah. has a, um, it has a happy ending. Um, this jerk knocked over his, um, they, you know, this, this guy had been actually harassing him before. Oh, really? Yeah. I de- that I didn't know. And Benjamin is actually a young guy, 24 years old, who is beloved in the community um, for selling his Eloteros. And, you know, so this guy, like, fucks up his cart. And, you know, it's the thing is totaled. And but he gets it all on video, and you know it becomes something of a cause celebre. Um, the guy's name um, who did this came out. Uh, it turns out that his name is Carlos A. Hacas. Um, that is the aggressor in this story. Um, although um, Benjamin did defend himself with his uh, bottle of hot of of chilies. Yes, work. Um, and you know, so. Benjamin accused this guy of being racist, and the guy said, quote, I'm not racist, I'm Argentinian, I'm <laughs> going to leave that to other people to unpack. Um, and also, like, come on, <laughs> like, have you met an Argentine anyway? Um, so, it was, so this was a fight over um, Benjamin refusing to move his cart, yeah. um, and, you know... But Elaist reported later that a local bicycle collective built him a new cart. Work! And it has, like, a USB port. It has, like, remote-controlled <laughs> LED lights. It's the sickest Elotero cart in Los Angeles. Hot. And so the story, the story does have a happy ending to some extent. And so it's a, it, that's, your, that's your Hollywood L.A. story awesome. for uh, this episode. And, and by the way, yeah. to, to quote problematic asshole Gustavo Orellana, um, uh, street vendors are the canary in the coal mine of gentrification. So, you know, we it, like it's important to protect street local street vendors. You know, it really is just people trying to supply goods to their community and reinvest in that community. So, you know, like street vendors not only uh, produce and sell locally made um, and high quality goods, to be honest, but like it, they're also pillars of the community. So like it's a, it, you know, supporting local vendors uh, is a great way to stave off uh, gentrification. So uh, we're going to close out with that. Um, again, this is the Mexican standoff. Uh, the track is El Corrido de Benjamin Rodriguez. Um, AKA El Elotero. Yes. And uh, welcome back, Beverly Bryan. Anything to say, Bev? Oh, I think it's a low taste. I kept saying, but it's no, it's a it's a low taste, guys. Sorry. Um, all right. Well, I missed everybody. Uh, hit me up. Say hi. All right. Bye. Soy elotero, elotero, para ganar dinero, para ganar dinero. Para ganar dinero, 
this Mexican guy named Ben Hamid is selling corn in Rancho Hollywood because he needs the money. And then one day this South American devil comes by and it's around 4 o'clock in the afternoon and he starts fucking with our guy, Benjamin. And he's like, don't get in my way, I'm walking down the street. And he says, well, Benjamin says something kind of like, I'm not moving till we're throwing. So Taser and knocks over his cart. Real depressing. Benjamin defends himself with the only weapon he had chili powder. Ben calls him a racist, and the Argentinian calls Ben a retard. 